leave the Christian behind in their seat to watch the movie. If any of you grow up in that, well, I guess we're all in trouble because our church actually meets in a movie theater. Okay, but when, when a relationship, though, is R-rated, that means that there's something going on in that relationship that's, that's pretty messed up. It's, it's broken, it's dysfunctional, it's toxic, it's painful, there's conflict in it, there's fighting all the time, and you don't want anybody to know about it because you know that there's things that you might be doing wrong or that the other person might be doing wrong, and it becomes kind of a little secret thing, and it becomes sort of R-rated. And this can happen in relationships all the time, and uh, I believe that if we're going to be honest and look at the Scripture and look at the Bible... And what the Bible has to say about relationships, this can be marital relationships, friends, family, uh, uh, boss, uh, co-worker, uh, all these kinds of relationships. If we really look at what the Bible has to say, this is of utmost importance to God. I found it kind of ironic that it, this, uh, this particular movie screen... Uh, there's a movie that's playing in this theater called Ouija. You can see the poster outside about the occult, right? And uh, it's Halloween weekend, right? So everybody, whoa, this is, a, this is a strange church, you know, meeting here. Well, can I, can I just tell you something that probably you've never thought about before? The primary activity of Satan is, is not in all of this stuff that you see around Halloween and the, all these things, the primary activity of Satan is in human relationships. This is his playground. This is where he works, and this is where he works very hard. In church circles, we have, we have taken the idea of, of Satan and relegated his work to things like Ouija boards and the occult and we're into demonic possession and exorcisms and all this stuff. Granted, this does happen and I've participated in a few of them myself. However, the primary area that the enemy attacks is in human relationships. You show me a marriage where they have grown to hate each other. You show me an employee in, who... who who's having constant conflict with their boss, you show me a rebellious child, I will show you the work of Satan. This is where he works. This is his playground. I want to help you to understand this. Um, when you look at a passage, famous, famous passage like Ephesians chapter 6, uh, talking about spiritual warfare and put on the armor of God, and we, we teach this passage uh, as if it means something uh, to do with the, the, the forces in politics and in the media and all of these things. And it's not that the passage is not addressing this. It is. But it's addressing something that's even deeper. The word in that passage, it starts with, finally. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power for our our. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the powers and the principalities and so on. That word finally is very, very important. When you and I talk and we say finally, it means finally. It means we've been saying something and now we're concluding it. Finally. Well, what has he been saying? 
the Apostle Paul in that book of Ephesians, he's been talking about human relationships for a chapter and a half. And then he says, finally, be strong in the Lord. Implication, when you're fighting in these human relationships, when they have become R-rated, this is the battleground that you are fighting against. It's not that the passage isn't dealing with big cosmic things. It is. But it's dealing primarily with the human relationships that you and I experience. And that is the devil's playground. So we want to talk about our rated relationships for the next few weeks. And we're going to start today on the subject of our respect. Respect. This is a big deal for people. When a husband doesn't feel respected by his wife, when a wife doesn't feel respected by their husband, when an employee doesn't re- feel respected by their boss, when people feel disrespected, it gets them very, very upset and very, very angry. The number one reason why people quit jobs is because they feel disrespected. A high reason why people quit marriage is because they feel disrespected and dishonored by their spouse. And they're out of there. Uh, in, in any kind of relationship, when you have a lack of respect that you feel palpably, you are going to be tempted to get out of there. And this is a, this is a powerful thing uh, uh, for us in human relationships. I want to give you a verse of Scripture that you should memorize, that you should, you should put into your... You should write it on your mirror. You should put it in your car. You should put it on your fridge. It is the best... Uh, a relationship advice that I can think of in terms of respect. Uh, and this is how it reads from, uh, from James. I'll read it with you on the screen there. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen. Slow to speak and slow to get angry. This is written by James, the half-brother of Jesus, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. We, most of the time, do the reverse. Most of the time, we're quick to get angry. Most of the time, we're quick to speak. And most of the time, we're very slow to listen. If we would only get the priorities right and do exactly what this verse says, be quick to listen, be slow to speak, and slow to become angry, I tell you, it would lead to respect in our relationships. A lack of respect comes, it's it's preceded by bad communication. When the communication is poor, In the relationship, people end up feeling disrespected. The problem has its roots in bad communication. And this is a skill that we have to learn. A lack of respect is preceded by poor communication. And the Bible stresses uh, the importance of communication in relationships. It stresses this. Let me give you a few passages as food for thought. Uh, Psalm chapter 19, verse 14. I think they're on the screen. You can write them down or take your phone and take a picture. And you can uh, uh, look at it at home. I think we're recording this message. Yes, the light is on. Excellent. So Psalm 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth, this is communication, and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my God, my Redeemer. Proverbs 
17, verse 27. The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint. And whoever has understanding is even-tempered. Proverbs 12, 18. The words of the reckless, this is communication, pierce like swords. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs 18, 13. To answer before listening. There it is again. To answer before listening is what? That is folly and shame, the writer says. Proverbs 20 and 19. A gossip betrays a confidence. This is bad communication. So avoid anyone who talks too much. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Note the order. Back to Ephesians, the famous book about spiritual warfare. Well, look what he says throughout Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 24 to 27. Each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor. Again, communication, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Implication, again, the enemy works in these areas of human relationships. He can get a foothold somehow when your communication is to a point where it leads to, 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 to sin as a result of anger. And there's bitterness that evolves in the life of a person. And pow, you have the work of the enemy uh, uh, floating through a person's life. Uh, again, in the book of uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 4, and you skip a verse there, verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Communication, Ephesians 5, verse 4. There should not be any obscenity or foolish talk or coarse joking which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Ask Donald Trump, he'll tell you why. Okay, could cost him the election. We'll see. Uh, Ephesians 5, verse 19, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs of the Spirit. Uh, the way you communicate with one another, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. God is very concerned about this area, and that's just a sampling of the passages that you can see in the Bible about communication. Good communication leads to respect, leads to health in relationships. Let me teach you two skills in communication uh, today. Two of them. The first one, assertiveness, we'll call it that. And the second, active listening. These are really, really easy skills. But if you will listen and you will do what you learn today, I guarantee you, you're going to see your relationships that are struggling, you're going to see them improve. And for some of you, you can say, this is baby stuff. Well, do it. I'm firmly convinced that most people, especially people of faith, we're educated way beyond our level of obedience. We know so much, our heads are so fat, we can probably not even get out the door. Our intellectual knowledge about the Bible is so fat. But you know how much we obey? This much. Tiny, tiny little bit. Do what it says and watch. Assertiveness and active listening. So assertiveness, I'll define it this way. The ability to express your feelings and ask for what you want in the relationship. Duh. Okay. That's assertiveness. 
But people often don't do this. They think that, for example, their wife or their husband is able to read their mind. And so, well, you should know by now, or if they're in some kind of relationship, dating relationship, well, you should know by now. I should not have to tell you what I want. You should know. Well, is your partner a mind reader? Like, when did they get the gift of mind reading? Assertiveness is when you're able to express what you want and how you feel, and you're able to do so without attacking somebody else, but you're able to be clear and assertive. And this is a a huge help in relationships. You know, marriages that work well, they're very assertive with one another. They're very direct with one another. Uh, My wife and I have been married for 23 years. We are very direct (laughs) with one another. And we have just found over time the mind-reading thing doesn't work. You've got to be clear in the way that you communicate and what you want, but you've got to be respectful at the same time and not aggressive with your partner. This is assertiveness. Somebody else isn't the mind reader. You need to be clear in what you want and in how you feel. And when you do that, you don't accuse the other person. Well, you did this and you did this and you did this and this is how I feel about it. That's that's assertive, but it's a little bit stupid. Better to say... Here's how this made me feel. Here's how I react to it. This is what I need. And you start taking responsibility rather than pointing your finger at your partner. I'm going to be just very, very direct and very assertive and very blunt with you. Okay, uh, You need to do that. Assertiveness versus aggressiveness. Very important. But be assertive. And the other skill is active listening. Active listening, and this is the ability to let your partner know you understand them by restating what they said to you. It's baby stuff, right? Let me show you an example of how we often blow it in this area, okay? I have a video that I found for you which illustrates this beautifully. I hope it works. Go ahead and play it. <laughs> you get the point. So there's a number of things that went on there. And you, we laugh at an ad like that, but that ad is a sad commentary as to what's going on in many relationships today. It's not only male-female, husband-wife thing. This can happen in all kinds of different relationships. You have the guy there who has no interest in listening to what his wife says. Zero. His interest is in what? The Klondike bar and the dancing girls at the end. So what he, all he has to do is pretend to listen to his wife. And if he can convince her, and if he can do it for five seconds that he's listened to her, then he gets the candy bar and the dancing girls at the end. And so she, of course, is very naive. I mean, this, this lady is super naive, and she, she, she thinks that she has his attention. 
and she's talking to him about painting the foyer or whatever. You can barely hear what he says. And then she's shocked at the end of the video by what went on. She's shocked that the dancing girls come out and she's wondering what in the world is going on. Well, I can tell you that that marriage is headed for divorce court real soon because she is oblivious to the fact that her husband's communication skills are so bad, so poor, and he cares more about, I mean, the stupidest stuff than he does about anything that she is interested in. It is a sad example at bad communication. She probably used assertiveness somewhat well there, but she is about as naive as you can see. And this dude is, is horrible in terms of his active listening. Active listening is when you're able to, you, you heard what the person said so well that you can restate what the person said right back to you. It doesn't mean that you agree or disagree. It doesn't mean that you judge and make a judgment on what the person said. It simply means you heard and you understand. And when you're able to do this, when you're able to assertively communicate and listen actively, the respect level will start to grow again. Because there's something going on there that wasn't happening before. But we, we struggle in this area. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Let me give you some tips in this whole area of communication, okay? And active listening and assertiveness. Number one, give full attention to the person who's talking. Um, uh, keep calm and turn off your cell phone. Uh, I, I use the phone all the time. I'm, I'm from the Jurassic era. I still use a Blackberry. But, you know, there's a time when you're communicating with someone that you have to take the phone and you have to put the phone aside. And, and you know, some, some couples even, they sit next to each other on the couch and they text each other back and forth. <laughs> it's a really interesting form of communication. Take the, take the media and shut it off. Turn off the television. Turn off the phone. Look at the person in the eye. If it's your boss, if it's your kid, look at the person in the eye. Sometimes I've, I see parents and they go down on one knee to look at their child in the face that's good communication. You get right down on their level, you look right into their face, and you're able to communicate better that way. Put the distractions aside, make eye contact, and communicate. Uh, give full attention. When you don't give full attention to a person when they're talking to you, that's very disrespectful. I hate it when my phone starts ringing and I'm talking to somebody. Because I have to decide, am I going to pick the phone up and look at it? Or am I going to keep my attention going on the person? And we make those decisions all the time, right? If we don't like the person, we'll pick up the phone. <laughs> it's a good excuse, right, to get out of the conversation. <laughs> but it's very disrespectful to a person when you're talking to them, when you're distracted by something else. Give full attention. Tip number two, when you communicate with somebody, try and focus on the good first. Try and focus on the good qualities of that person. You may even dislike the person. Well, try speaking positively about something that you can figure out about that person, even though you may dislike them. You'd be surprised how respect might grow. It's really easy for us to find a negative. Those of you who are married in the room, man, you could, you could stand up here and pontificate about the, the problems with your partner. 
you could run down a list of all the negative things uh, and you, it's on the tip of your tongue. Well, what about the positive things about your partner? Are those on the tip of your tongue? Well, why don't you try and put that on the tip of your tongue? Even Jesus does this. If you read the book of Revelation, Jesus has some harsh criticism for the churches that are listed in the, in the beginning of that book. Watch how he does it. He starts out with something positive in most cases, and then he goes into the criticism. You want someone's attention? You want them to listen to what you say? Say something positive because everybody else is going to say something negative. Focus on the good qualities rather than the ones that are easier to find, the not-so-good qualities. Next tip for you, be assertive, not aggressive. This dude's a little too assertive, okay? He's so assertive, the tie is flying backwards. Assertiveness is not aggressiveness. It's not you, 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 you did this, you did this, you did this. No, this is what I need. This is how I feel about it. Point final. This is assertiveness. It's not being uh, ag- aggressive. And sometimes we mistake the two. And Christians are notorious uh, about this. Well, we're just being honest. Well, you're being honest, but you're being foolish at the same time. If you're going to be assertive, don't be aggressive and don't attack the other person. Talk about you, take responsibility for what you feel and what you want, but don't be aggressive to the other person because right away the respect level starts dropping. Uh, Next tip for you, listen to understand on the listening side. Listen to understand and not to judge. I have have done quite a bit of marriage counseling over the years and couple counseling before they're married, after everything in between. And I've sat down with couples and more times than not, from what I've observed, the, the men in the relationship are the ones who got it all figured out. They have the answers to all the problems. So, you know, the wife or the, or the, the, the girlfriend comes home or whatever the case may be, and they're talking about all this stuff that went on at work and all these things, and of course the, 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 the guy cuts them off and has the answer to the problems. And they can solve everything. And what does it do to the other person? It, it, it makes them even more angry because they were interrupted. They didn't get a chance to communicate. And all they want is a chance to be heard, not to be judged, not to be solved, not to be figured out. Just hear me. Just hear what I have to say. Listen to understand and not to judge. Couples who are here today, if you are in conflict and you, you're always conflicting with your partner, when you hear what they have to say, just listen. You may disagree with it. You may not like it. You may think they're out to lunch. It doesn't matter. Listen to what they have to say and listen so well that you can repeat back to them what they said, word for word. Even though you may not like it, I'm saying this stuff and I can't believe I'm saying what she just said. doesn't matter. Say it anyway. It shows respect. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree at this point. You're just learning how to communicate well. How to listen and how to listen with understanding and not to judge. Uh, Stephen Covey, who's written a couple of great, great books uh, about leadership. I love his quote there. Most people do not listen with the intent to understand. Uh, They listen with the intent to reply. They've got an answer. Well, you don't have to give an answer. You just have to listen and listen so well that you can repeat back what a person has said to you. And this is great, uh, a great skill. Uh, next one for you, and this will be the last one for today. Use active listening. So you see the picture of the, 
of the girl there. Is he listening? And he's, he's like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and a lot of relationships work like this. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It was like the Klondike bar ad, you know. Uh, use active, active listening. Again, you're able to repeat back what the person has said to you. That shows that, you've got, that you're interested and that shows the beginnings of respect. And when communication improves, respect improves. And when respect improves, the relationship can get a little bit over time out of the R-rated zone. Understand this, James says. You must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. You keep that anger at the bottom of the list. It should happen very, very slowly, not so quickly. But the speed should be, I am eager to listen to you. I put everything aside. I put the phone aside. I put the technology aside. I'm eager to listen. And I'm slow to speak back. And I'm very slow uh, to get angry. And this is going to help improve things along the way. You know, God is a great communicator. He is the master communicator. And God has communicated to us a message, uh, not only through all that he's created, but through the Bible. And the message that God has communicated to us, we sang about, is his grace and what God has done for us, even though we were undeserving. God has provided a way of salvation for us a way for us to be redeemed, a way for our relationship with Him to be restored. All of us were born with our back up against God. Uh, you see a little baby and they come out of the room, the, the womb kicking and screaming like this with their fists clenched. And, and when, they, when, they, when a person lives their full life and then when they pass away, I just did a funeral yesterday, they take nothing with them. And a lot of times their fists are clenched when they're in that casket. We're born with our back up against God. And God has provided a way to restore that relationship by becoming a man through Jesus Christ and through dying on the cross for us. And this is how God puts together the relationship. And this is an offer that God extends to you and me every day of our lives. He extends that grace to us. The question is, will we take it? Will we take it? I want to just have a moment of prayer with you. And I invite the band to come. And they're going to close uh, in, a, in a song uh, as, you, as you leave today. But I want to just take a moment privately with you and pray with you. And this is really, really practical stuff you're going to get over the next few weeks. And we're going we're gonna to dig into some areas that often aren't talked about in church circles, tragically, I think, because God has so much to say about the idea of relationships. But I believe there are those of you who are struggling in this area, and this is a big, big moment for you. Father, I thank you for your word so clear to us in what it says, and, and God, we want to be people who, who do what it says. Uh, we don't want to be those who know but those who also obey and those who do. And Lord, I pray for people in this room 
People who are struggling in marriages, struggling in relationships, struggling with their kids, struggling with their, their family, with their em employer, employee. And God, there's so much pain involved and so much difficulty that they sense. And it seems like there's no way out and no solution. Lord, I pray that through the scripture, you would begin to bring answers to people's lives. You would begin to restore hope and joy into these homes, into these relationships, into these marriages and families and work environments and all of these places, God. Uh, you, your, your heart is for these people who are in such pain. So I pray, God, you would move amongst the lives of people. I wonder if there's any of you today and you say, oh, man, this is me. This is right where I'm at. And I just need to raise my hand to acknowledge that God is doing something in my life through, through the word today. Can you just raise your hand so that I can see it, so that I can pray for you? Yeah, there's quite a few. It's a big, big struggle. May God give you strength. May God give you hope as you take short and easy steps toward him and towards his, his word. Lord, minister to people, minister to families today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen and amen. Would you